The Free For All Roundtable. Round two. On the roundtable this morning, Deb Hutton is here, former advisor to two Ontario premiers. Anne-Marie Aikens is a media and crisis communications leader. And Bob Richardson is here, senior counsel at National Public Relations. Good morning to you all. And Anne-Marie, I'll start with you. Uh, Your take on the protests this weekend that were happening in the city's downtown, which included a very ugly moment where patrons and I guess owners as well were being uh, harassed at a Jewish restaurant. Well, I was watching it live on 2-4 on the weekend, and it was disturbing, to say the least, uh, to watch it. Uh, But I think what I thought about was um, that, um, you know, when we're feeling very intense emotions uh, as human beings, our real selves tend to come out. And people think, oh, I just you know, called that person a racist name, but it was because I was angry. No, it's not because you were angry. It just, that's who you are. And it came out because you were angry. So um, I think in this very large, very passionate group, because there were uh, many people, uh, um, many of them largely peaceful, and in that crowd came out some the real selves of those people that were harassing that poor uh, business. And, uh, and yeah, I would really encourage people to... Um, Check it out, because I'm going to. Yeah, Bob Richardson, you know, an awful lot of those protesters are trying to raise the alarm about the uh, humanitarian crisis that's going on in Gaza right now. But then you salt in some overt anti-Semites, and all of a sudden it's Berlin 1933. Uh, it is Berlin 1933, and we should be cautious of that. Uh, I didn't know that the, the, the uh, cafe was uh, Jewish-owned. It's in my neighborhood, and I'm delighted to be going this week. Uh, having uh, having found that out, uh, it just this really annoys me. Um, no one should have to put up with this nonsense when they're uh, running a small business, particularly on, under the present uh, conditions. And uh, and I just thought uh, they were completely irresponsible. And and it's the type of thing we don't do in this country. So uh, that behavior shouldn't be allowed to stand. People should stand up and support uh, support it. I'm happy that it's in my neighborhood. I look forward to going this week for breakfast. And Deb Hutton, there's an aspect to the Israeli-Palestinian dispute that uh, is literally polarizing. It seems that you can't attend a protest or a rally in honor of one side or the other without being incorporated with the hate that one side has for the other. Yeah, listen, I'm taking this, I think, uh, probably a little more seriously. I'm not Jewish, but I, I just... I am really struggling with this. We saw this before, as you pointed out, John. This is not the first time. And we know how that ended. And this entire world said, never again. And yet here we are in Toronto. And I I have a hard time understanding the other side in this because I will say, quite frankly, if your country, any country, has been attacked by terrorism, the way that Israel was just a couple of weeks ago, you have the right to retaliate. And that's what's happening here. Bob Richardson, let me move to another aspect in all of this, and that would be the president of CUPE, Ontario, Fred Hahn, apologizing. But like so many apologies in this particular vein, it doesn't seem all that genuine, and it doesn't seem like much of an apology at all. Fred uh, Fred, uh, Hahn is a clown. Uh, let's be clear here. Uh, he's not taken seriously in political circles, nor should he be. His statement was completely ir- 
irresponsible, incendiary, and quite frankly, it puts Jewish residents in the city at risk. Um, He's a buffoon. He should be sent packing by uh, QP members, uh, and uh, he's an embarrassment to QP members, and they should get rid of him the sooner the better. Yeah, Deb Hutton, if I was, uh, I mean, I'm a member of two different unions, and if my union leadership started talking the way Fred Hahn talks, I'd be calling for them to be sacked. And he should be. I mean, I agree fully with what Bob just said. He called uh, his statement, which, by the way, QP doubled down on in the early days. He called it an error. This is not an error. This isn't a mistake. This is clearly how he feels about the Jewish population. And he, in fact, goes on to say in his so-called apology that the retaliation of Israel is disproportionate. Disproportionate to the unbelievable terrorist attack on the country that i can't believe that he is still there and he should not be and marie akins your thoughts well i think this isn't a you know plug for because i think deb and uh, and uh, bob and i are all in this kind of in the same work now advising people and they clearly qp and uh fred do not have good advisors to tell them how to uh, handle uh, crisis management but again it shows really underlying his feelings as deb pointed out and and i think his time has come he needs to move on and uh, they qp would really do well to have new leadership so Doug Ford has written a letter to the governor of the Bank of Canada telling him to ease off on interest rates. Deb Hutton, I get what he's doing here, but I, you know, on television this morning, I was comparing him to Nebuchadnezzar, the king who tried to stop the tide. I mean, it's not it, nobody tells the Bank of Canada what to do. Yeah, and, and that is the process that we have. It's it's good politics. Uh, he's putting his case on the on the table. Uh, we'll be one voice taken into account, but we all know that really what happens is that they look into the inflation rates and they look where we are. Inflation has started to come down. Hopefully, it will continue, and hopefully, then we will see at at a minimum a hold. I always struggle with this a little bit, John, because my first mortgage was over six percent, and I do believe that we need in this country, in this province, to to really understand that we are not going to live at really low interest rates, and we need to spend accordingly. Anne Marie Aikens, yeah, without turning this into a second year university lecture on economics, I I, I agree with. Deb Hutton, that we got so used to almost no interest rates that we think that they're some sort of a civil right. Yeah, I ha- I've lived through interest rates, you know, that went much higher, uh, uh, much higher than this, and we're this higher than this for for years. Um, uh, so, so it is unusual. We were really enjoying it, but it did get people into owning their own home for the first time. Um, and uh, we don't really have any kind of mechanisms right now to help first-time home owners. Owners, they do, we just don't. And uh, affordable housing is is uh, is is at a crisis right now. So, and I really don't think I think Doug um, uh, weighed in like he did the last time, knowing full well he doesn't really have much pull. But it does uh, look good to voters that. He's, he's fighting for them. Yeah, and Bob, uh, in all likelihood this week, the bank will hold the line on interest rates, so then the premier can say, I did that. Yeah, look, this this is political theater, and uh, good for him for doing it. I, I, I agree with his point of view, and uh, I think it's important that he, he kind of represents uh, Ontario's uh, viewpoint uh, in, in the discussion. But at the end of the day, 
he, he can do one thing, uh, and both the federal government and the provincial government should take a good look at their spending. Uh, they're they're both spending too much, uh, and if they want to if they want to help out with the inflation fight, that's their best way of doing it. Two Ontario municipalities, and I'll bet they're going to be joined by others, are asking to be compensated because when the government opened the green belt, they started spending money on you know whatever relationships with developers, on looking at infrastructure possibilities, maybe. Uh, an assessment of uh, traffic patterns, whatever it was they spent the money on, they spent about $400,000 and they'd like it back. Uh, Bob Richardson, are you sympathetic? Yeah, I am sympathetic. I think it's a reasonable request. I mean, let's just uh, recap here. Premier said it wouldn't touch Green Belt. Premier changed mind, went in and touched uh, Green Belt. Uh, Premier decided, uh, I'm not going to do this and uh, reverse course on Green Belt. Um, municipal uh, municipal uh, municipalities like Pickering, uh, in this case, uh, went out and uh, responded, uh, hired people, did stuff, had staff work done. That cost money. So as a result of that, I think it's reasonable uh, for them to be compensated for that. Uh, Deb Hutton, you've worked in a premier's office. Uh, what's it, uh, What's in jeopardy or at play here? Oh, I, I think it's an easy one for the Premier to say, yep, this is part of cleaning up the change that we made. I, I'd only put a pitch in that you only compensate these guys. And there aren't that many municipalities who were touched by it. So we're not talking about unlimited numbers here. Uh, I would say I'll take your direct costs and pay for them, but don't give me this indirect cost stuff because goodness <laughs> only knows what's in that. Okay. And Marie Aiken, <laughs> should the province pony up? It's our money in the end anyway. Uh, I think absolutely it's going to be the cost of changing their minds like that. Uh, but, you know, this green belt is proving to be, as we predicted, a very thick book of uh, chapters. And we're long away from the final chapter. And this is kind of just one chapter he can turn the page on quickly if uh, yeah, he uh, ponies up. Are flaming e-bikes the future of uh, downtowners' fear? I think at least two of our panelists live in high-rises, and uh, an e-bike burst into flames because apparently there's this issue where people go out and buy cheap replacement batteries, and those batteries are more prone to bursting into flames. So a unit on Young Street ended up filled with smoke. Two people in, uh, were taken to the hospital. So a lot of buildings are now saying no e-bikes in the building, not even in the garage. And Maria? Well, our, my uh, condo board is a uh, um, it's it's very progressive in many many ways, and it, right away they said the uh, the e bikes could not come into your condo um, at all. You couldn't have them on your balcony. You couldn't have them a- anywhere. So we don't see them in our our building. They'll they'll be stored someplace. Which I suppose if they're going to burst into flames in your garage is probably a little safer than uh than uh in your condo but you know i want to know was it a bike like in a sense or was what because sometimes they call those e-bikes and they look like full-on motorcycles um it's there's a the definition seems to be really broad of what's an e-bike so was it a full-on one yeah, that's that's not in the fire report just yet, so we don't have access to that. And, of course, it could be a scooter. There's all kinds of electronics that uh, people are using to get around these days. And, Deb Hutton, they're, they're not toys anymore. No, and we have to figure out, whether it's at the municipal level or at the provincial level, what the heck each of these are. I will say we were walking into the chapel on just off Harvard for a wedding on Saturday, and there's a bike lane there. And 
because they go so fast and there's a bit of a bend, I looked both ways, went to step out and almost got killed by one of these because they come so much faster than a bicycle and just the way the road was. We need to figure out what they are. I mean, we talked about a week ago, John, I think one of these going onto a subway for God's sake, and it was like a small motorcycle. So let's label them and then let's put rules around it that make sense. Yeah, Bob Richardson, it's fun, funny how things like e-bikes and scooters have kind of become very mainstream. It used to be sort of an eccentricity. You'd see somebody on an e-bike. Nowadays, it seems to be how people are getting around. So we're going to have to figure them out. Yeah, no question about it. And there there does need to be rules in place. I live on Bloor Street. We have uh, we have bike lanes here. And there, there are times when you step out and you, you, you're absolutely right, Deb. You almost get killed because these things are just flying by at high speeds in a high pedestrian walking area. So we need we need broader rules on e-bikes, uh, on the batteries, but on the on the operations too as well. Thank you all. Good to have you today. Anne Marie Akins, Deb Hutton, and Bob Richardson. Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.